This podcast is proudly brought to you by Team Guru. Helping leaders grow, teams perform and organisations communicate. Welcome to episode nine of the Forza City Podcast. I'm David Frizzell, and as always, joined by Simon Smale, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look at Sunday's sensational victory over the Southwest Queensland Thunder, as well as all the other events at City and around the PlayStation 4 National Premier League's Queensland. Let's get straight into it, Simon. So I hear as soon as we wrapped up our podcast for last week, they announced that that game was to be rescheduled. They did organise it for Sunday evening, a return to Sunday afternoon football at Corporate Travel Management Stadium, reminiscent of the old NSL days. So yeah, unfortunate timing for us. Yeah, we didn't get it in our podcast, but I know you got it out on Facebook. Did you get a decent crowd out there? wasn't perhaps as good. The weather played a part. It was a bit blustery. It was a bit wet. But there was still plenty of support. There was a good amount of support from the Southwest Queensland Thunder as well, made the trip down the Warrego Highway. And it created quite a good atmosphere. Good. It's always, always difficult to get a crowd with those late scheduled games, I guess. And I hear it was a frenetic opening half, Simon, with six goals being scored all in that opening period. Yeah, it was. The teams wasted no time in getting stuck into the scoring on Sunday. It was Thunder who took the lead after just two minutes. Nicoda Smith slid in to meet a low cross from the right. Um, he actually did really well. He slid, misjudged, miscued his first effort. Um, then the ball sat up for him and he steered it past Tim Allen on the second attempt um, to make it 1-0. We didn't have to wait long for the equaliser either. Former City keeper Luke Boreen, who played five games for City in the NPL back in 2014, made a real mess out of coming to claim a speculative cross, spilling the ball out to Moto Kakiki on the left corner of the box. Moto kept his call to find Scott Coulson, who nodded the ball home through a congested goal area to level us up at one all after just 13 minutes. So maybe Luke's still got a soft spot for City, hey? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it was a frenzied start then, but there was nothing compared to the second part of the opening half. Tell us what happened there. Well, four goals in the space of six minutes, can you believe? City took the lead when Mitchell Horse scored direct from a corner. Obviously a clear plan to pressure Luke Boreen from corner kicks. and We've seen Jason Park do it to great effect earlier in the season as well, but Mitchell Hoare took it to a new level on Sunday. It was the third corner in succession that City had. Boreen had been forced to tip the ball over the bar twice in a row before the ball eventually found its way through and nestled into the back corner. Unusual to see that, I guess, but the Thunder responded instantly. Yeah, they did. Almost straight from kickoff, referee Rachel Mitchinson pointed to the spot after Kai Smith was adjudged to have handled the ball in the area. Uh, there was a bit of consultation with her linesman from referee Mitchinson, but it looked like it did strike Kai's hand, to be honest. Uh, Magic Peok stepped up and absolutely belted the ball into the back of the net. Alan guessed right and got a piece of it, but to be honest, if he'd got too much more, he'd probably ended up in the back of the net with the goal. It was a ferocious strike. But the sides weren't level for long. Most fans had barely sat down again when Carter Glockner played in Nicholas Buckley with a deft touch from a long ball upfield, and Bucks clinically finished for his first goal of the season and City's third. Amazing action, and, and it didn't end there. No, almost straight from kickoff, City were at it again. This time, Kai Smith played a ball back across the box to Buckley, who got his second in as many minutes and gave City a lead they'd never relinquish. A real one-two sucker punch there then, and the two sides played out a goalless second half, after which Simon had a word with Thunder coach Michael Turvey. OK, Michael, thanks for joining me. Uh, that was an excellent start. You couldn't have wished for a better one, could you? 
No, we had a great start. We were going really well in the game. We just had that probably two minutes of uh, silliness where it cost us two goals. And otherwise, it's a, a game we've pretty well let go away on us. But I'm um, very proud of the way the boys played second half. We pretty well dominated. And just at the end of the day, you've got to put the ball in the back net to win the game. Absolutely, it was a you. You did play incredibly well in that second half. Incredibly physical. That would have been, that would have pleased you, wouldn't it? That physical. Oh approach. yeah, no. The boys have really stepped up to the plate. You know, like the interruption last week probably didn't help us. You know, because we had boys with the side they're going to have a break, and then we got told we were playing late Tuesday night. So, uh, you know, there's no excuses. You know, like City held it. You know, they did a great job. But you know, it's another game that when we played them up home, we just let it get away from us. And today, the boys were a bit disappointed. You know, it, we knew we had the game, and we. Uh, just didn't capitalise. Notice there was a little bit of frustration building in that final third of the field um, amongst the strikers. Yeah, yeah, the boys are getting a bit frustrated because they know they've got to put the ball in the back of the net. You know, Jocko's been in great form and you know, Nakato, well, he's, he's been in great form. You know, he's got a left foot tonight, but uh, didn't go in for him. But he's the young lad that's going to Brazil in a couple of weeks so with Botafogo. So. And the young boy, our boy, Jack Campbell, he's um, here for a couple of weeks where we uh, use him. He's a quality boy. He's going for a trial in England, so, yeah. So we, we sort of get them, but we keep losing them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's probably the trouble, isn't it? Because you have done an incredible job this year. I mean, when you look at it, you almost take a take a step back a little bit and look at what you've achieved from where you were over the last couple oh, of years. Oh, no, with Sheriff, you know, Chris McLeod and myself, you know, it's always been a positive thing. We, we only came to the club because we want to win. And that's the attitude we take in. That's the attitude we've got the players, you know. And um, now they've done a great job. Your 18s are going really well. They're on top of the league. Our 20s are starting to sh- show their form. And um, yeah, we're there, you know. Like it's today was a, a bit of I wouldn't say a learning curve. We know we made the mistakes. We knew we should have came away with that game. And um, yeah, back up against the rule next week and see if we can knock them off at home. Absolutely. Well, best of luck for that, and um, best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, cheers, mate. Thanks Thank very you. much. Were they unlucky? You think the Thunder? Uh, they did have chances. Uh, Michael said that on the training paddock, most of those would have gone in, but of course we weren't on the training paddock, so it's a bit hard to say. The City played really well, I thought, and strangled the life out of every attack the Thunder made in that second half, thanks to some really good midfield play by Luke Pavlou and Nathan Bird. But also the defence was very solid. Allen did have to make two really good saves in that second half as well, but the defence was pretty solid and look, City deserved it. Let's hear what Cosy thought. Okay, Cosy, um, probably slightly seesawing game in that first half, a um, bit end-to-end, uh, pretty entertaining. Yeah, look, it was. I think um, they got off to a good start through a mistake we made. And the good thing about our guys was that we showed character and got back into the game. And I think the goals that we scored and the way that we knocked the ball around was, was really promising. You know, we scored four and we could have maybe had another three or four more. Maybe they could have got in a couple more times, but we defended well when we needed to, so all around it was a fairly good performance. Nick Buckley um, with those two real clinical finishes, is that sort of what we've been missing a little bit, having just getting a chance and taking it? Those two goals in two minutes were just a sucker punch. Yeah, but it was also not just the... the, I mean, he finished them well, I'll give him credit for that, but it was how how they were constructed and the positions he started to take up in the box. Um, And a lot of that's worked out well because of Carter coming into the side as well, and it happened... Um, when Korsataki was there also against um, Morton Bay that Cord did really well because we had mobility up front and um, it's, it's like the system's changed a little bit uh, but I think the players are now getting used to how we can play and they can see the value in it and it suits the personnel that we've got and uh, it works really well, I'm happy with it You mentioned Carter and his movement 
from up in the stands, he really was getting some great movement, making some really good touches. Are you pleased with how he's fit into the side so far? Yeah, look, it's probably a blessing in disguise having last weekend off. Maybe not because we needed to keep some momentum going, um, but from the point of view that it's given him another week to get to know the players. I mean, he's pretty good mates with Bucks anyway and uh, with Kai Smith, and he knows a few of the other guys. I think Luke Pavley played with him at East a few years ago. So it's not like he's come in cold. Um, and he's fitted in quite well. So, um, and he he did a shift today, did a lot of hard work and copped a few, got a few knocks as well. Um, but Is that's that just an introduction. Yeah, it's part and parcel of it. So no, good luck to him. But uh, look, he, I think hopefully we keep him fit. It's um, he's a good prospect for you know, especially this time of the year. Thanks so much. That was a really good win. That's seven games in a row unbeaten now. So yes, really good. building momentum. We want to keep it going. So Cozzy was pleased at how the team is going right now and, and happy with his newest acquisition as well. Yeah, he's really satisfied with that performance. And I think the clinical nature of the finishing played a big part in that. He singled out Nicholas Buckley for special mention as his best on field. And with his first two goals of the year, it's hard to argue. But I was impressed by Carter Glockner. I, I mean, he got knocked about a bit as well, but that would have been a good test for him and he would have learnt a lot from that. I was impressed with his industry and movement, which allowed Bucks to get those goals. Um, and he looked really good off the ball. He did a lot of the unglamorous work in making space for his teammates, showed some really good touches, and I think it bodes really well for the future. And, and like Cosie said, that's the way they want to play from now on, and I think it's going to worry a lot of teams. So seven games unbeaten now for City. It's a fantastic run we're on, and it means we retain fourth spot. So after all the cancellations last week, have we caught up with the league yet? Pretty much. Strikers and Redlands still have to play each other and have a game in hand over everybody else in the league. Um, City are now level on points with those two, just four points behind the Heat at the top. The Gold Coast are three points further behind City in fifth. Uh, the other two games that were played during the week in that make-up round was the Raw versus Morton Bay. The Young Raw running out 4-1 winners at Cleveland on Tuesday night and the Gold Coast drew 3 all with the Pride. City have a tough next round, taking on a resurgent Olympic team. Yeah, there's some very interesting ties this week. Moreton Bay versus Redlands will be a goodie. That's at Water Park on Saturday. Strikers take on Gold Coast. The Heat should beat the Pride in Cairns. And the Fury will welcome Sunshine Coast to Townsville. The Thunder will take on the Raw Youth out in Toowoomba. And as you've already said, City will head south of the river for another big Brisbane derby against Olympic. An Olympic side who are now unbeaten in four games. They didn't play this weekend because their game up in air against the Fury wasn't affected by the weather. In their last two games, both up in the north of the state, Olympic scored 11 goals in their two wins. So this is going to be a really big test for City in their defence on Sunday at Goodwin Park. And that's a five o'clock kickoff there in Yoronga. Let's get as many City fans there as possible. There's been a couple of exciting announcements in the last week or so off the field for City. Tell us all about that. Well, City have been granted the honour of hosting the 2016 Fest Italia, a festival for everything Italian at Corporate Travel Management Stadium on Sunday the 9th of October. It's still quite a long time away at the moment. It's 2016, right? It is 2016. It's still quite a long time away. But it's a big event for the club. Obviously, the roots of the club are Italian, and this festival is going to create an opportunity to re-engage with the Italian community of Brisbane. For more information about the Fest Italia, visit the website www.festitalia.com.au. That is exciting stuff, and the committee have called an extraordinary general meeting for the 29th of June. 
Yes, 6pm on the 29th of June at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. Um, We'll encourage all members to get down to the club for that. Uh, The two main things to discuss. uh, Firstly, the current board were elected on an interim basis of a 2015 AGM. This meeting is mostly to ratify the continuation of members on the board as per the club constitution. And the other was to discuss an amendment to the free membership offered to volunteers who had contributed a certain number of hours to the club. Uh, It's pretty important stuff. Get down to the club for that on the 29th of June if you want your opinion to be heard. Okay, and of course, as always, there are some school holidays coming up soon and Brisbane City in the community has a number of football camps on offer. A skills camp, an NPL pro camp and a goalkeeper's camp. Yes, please check the website. Camps are scheduled for Wednesday the 29th of June, Thursday the 30th of June and Friday the 1st of July. Booking information is on the website and on Facebook, so have a look there and don't miss out. Fantastic. Thank you, Simon. That's great stuff. Thanks for today and best of luck to our boys on Sunday at Olympic and all the teams playing around the city over the weekend. I saw on Facebook that the girls' academy side won 4-1 on Saturday against Holland Park, so well done, girls. If you want your side's results featured on the podcast, let us know. Comment on Facebook, send us a tweet at Brisbane City FC to let us know your stories. This is your club after all and your podcast. I'm David Frizzell. Thanks for joining me and Simon on this, the Forza City Podcast. Bye for now.